Welcome back. I'm Jenny Felding, Managing Director of Techstars Internet of Things. Today on our podcast, we have Brian Langell, the CTO and co-founder of Dash. Dash is a connected car technology which turns any car into a smart car. It's a solution serving consumers, enterprise, and developers where they leverage data to track, analyze, and improve driving in order to make roads smarter, safer, greener, and more affordable. Thank you for joining us, Brian. We're really excited to have you here today. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm the co-founder and CTO of Dash. People think it's uh, Kardashians. Fortunately, Dash is an overloaded term. Dash, if you don't know, is a connected car platform. We take a piece of hardware, can plug this into your vehicle. All vehicles in the U.S. 1996 and afterwards have to have this little port. It's very accessible, very easy to do. You plug it in, pull data from your vehicle with an iPhone and an Android application, give you real-time driving feedback, tell you if you're uh, doing well or not, how to save money on fuel. We can do emergency services uh, right from your phone. Uh, for repair and uh, just really want to help you in the driving experience. That's awesome. So as this uh, podcast is about IoT, it's also really focused on founders and founder stories. So what I would love to know, I've gotten to know you guys over the last few years as you're a tech stars company. Talk to me a little bit about why you started this company and, and what keeps you going after all these years. Right. Always kind of been, I guess, a software engineer, a technologist, uh, working at different companies, including HBO, which is where I met my uh, co-founder, Jamin Edis. We had actually uh, worked together on a hardware software uh, project for HBO. We worked well together. In between, I really had desire to uh, start a company of my own, so I actually did a different company prior to Dash. We made a collar to track wildlife animals. So it was a GPS, 3G chipset, and you put this on bear or deer, and scientists would track the animals in the wild, and the data would flow real time so that they could kind of see all the data. So anyway, I connected with Jamin, and uh, just the, our dynamic shone through again, and we uh, started talking about an idea we had already had, you know, the proliferation of everyone having smartphones and the fact that uh, vehicles, especially at that time, didn't have any smarts to them. We saw a big opportunity to do something interesting with the data that uh, was being generated by a vehicle. That's an awesome founding story. Explain to me a little bit about what the device looks like and how does it work. So back in the 80s, there was a lot of smog and pollution in California. And so California, to pass legislation that says manufacturers had a non-standard port in all the cars so that mechanics could fix the electronical components. And so they said, hey, let's standardize this port. And the U.S. government got on board and said, we're going to have emission standards across all states. By 1996, all vehicles sold into the U.S., so whether it's manufactured in Canada, Mexico, in Europe, doesn't matter. As long as it's driving in the U.S., it must have this standardized port. So really what Dash is formed around is saying, well, there's uh, devices like this that now have Bluetooth inside of them. Everyone's phone has Bluetooth. You have your phone all uh, with you all the time. So let's kind of connect the two and uh, gather that data and really give it to the driver who should really be the owner of that data and have insights into uh, what the, the vehicle's producing. Mobility now is becoming a, an interesting category in tech. Some of our corporate partners at Techstars, including Verizon and Bosch, are interested in it. We actually run a whole program out in Detroit around mobility. So what are some of the areas, you know, using the port or not using the port that you think are exciting within the mobility kind of IoT space, would you say? Right, yeah, I mean, I think given that uh, there are so many vehicles different intersections of where the data from the car could be useful to the driver, to 
companies that use cars, etc. I think you're seeing a lot of use cases, as it were. There's a number of startups here in New York doing things like laundry delivery and pickup. And so they have vans that come and do this, and they actually have OBD ports in them or, or devices in them because they want to be able to, to coordinate the actual movement of their vehicles. And this is an easy, cost-effective way to do that. That's interesting. I didn't realize that some of those logistics companies were also utilizing the port. You can get GPS just from the phone, but if you want to have anything in terms of, well, how safe is this driver driving? You know, what's the fuel usage? When something does go wrong, what is exactly wrong? It just helps with logistics for these fleets. Tell me a little bit about the big vision for Dash and some of the areas that you're thinking about going into. Um, now that you've been around for a few years, you probably have a lot of learning. Where do you see some of the opportunities? So I really see the first couple of years of us just kind of really making our platform robust, really being able to get the data correctly for all the different makes, models, and years of vehicles. You know, for instance, something that we're just finishing up right now is predictive analytics for battery health. So you have your car battery and you need that to start your car, but it'd be very nice if we could tell you, hey, looks like uh, the state of your battery is degrading and you won't be able to start your car in two weeks, you know. Maybe this weekend you should have that looked into. I mean, what's interesting about predictives is that that's really enabling and can be helpful and impactful, whereas, you know, if it just tells you what went wrong, it's like, right. okay, well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a stuck. great way to put it, which is that, yeah, what we've been doing to date is a lot of been like, okay, it is something is wrong, this is what is wrong, but but exactly what you said, well, okay, it didn't really help me. It helps me now when I fix it, but uh, it would be even better if you had told me up front or be before so I can plan for that event. And so that's exactly what we're kind of heading into. And, you know, that, that data, that kind of you know, where we see ourselves is the, the collector of this vehicle data and then to be able to uh, collect that and make sense of that data and give insights to drivers and to owners. And the owners may be just an individual owning a vehicle. It may be uh, a business owning a fleet of vehicles. It may be uh, a business that has some value in uh, vehicles themselves like insurance companies. Could you give us a specific example of something um, that you guys maybe tackled and, and looking back um, you would have done it a different way. So that's, you know, one of the things we hear from founders all the time. You know, they go through our program and they said, oh, gosh, like, if I could have, you know, known what I know now, <laughs> building right. a company 18 months ago. Is there a specific example? Right. And I think these, uh, there are, especially around product, uh, and these are, are always hard for me to say as I wish I had done it differently because really at the end of the day, a lot of these things that you do are maybe if you think about them as experiments, it's it's better to think of them that way because you do have to run these experiments. It's it's unknown, uh, okay, let's introduce something that allows people to have friends on Dash. Is that going to be interesting and useful? And, you know, you can do surveys, you can do this and that, and you can plan for it, but until you actually produce it and make it, you can't really tell as much as, um, you know, the planning phase. And so there's been a number of kind of these experiments and product and uh, engaging users that, you know, some worked out really well and some didn't. And, you know, looking back, I think as a whole, as a collective on the aggregate, definitely have learned ways of doing that experimentation and actually learning how to say, okay, this experiment is failing and kind of fail that fast. I think that's the biggest thing is to be really open and honest uh, when things aren't, when the metrics aren't coming through in terms of uh, this is something that's working, to really know and uh, be able to shut it down and pivot and do something else. So we're running our program around Internet of Things. You know, we're taking a very broad look. So everything from, you know, AR, VR, you know, security, there's so many things that can yeah. fall into 
um, IoT. What do you think are some of the interesting areas um, that you're interested in um, or that you've been exposed to? You know, I think certainly the idea of IoT in terms of connecting things, connecting everything together is very appealing. There's hard logistical problems, like you mentioned, security and things like this. Um, and so I think we're at a stage where we almost need that operating system layer. And you see things from, you know, Google with their Brillo and uh, some positioning from companies like uh, Samsung, too, to try to make that. But really, we need a more seamless way for all these little things to actually talk together. Um, and, uh, you know, Bluetooth is one way, Wi-Fi is another. But there's just a lot of different issues because you're, we're not talking about, you know, computers over a internet. We're talking about things that are so varied and have such different power consumption requirements and have such different data consumption requirements and how do they talk together. And so on one side, I see a lot of infrastructural things, you know, the plumbing of IoT, and there'll be a lot of interesting products to come out of that. Then on the other kind of, uh, you know, more, okay, fine, that's okay. But for consumers, maybe they don't care about that. They just want the technologist to figure that out. Um, you know, I think it will be, there will be a lot of, uh, uh, statistics involved in terms of, okay, fine, now we've connected X, Y, and Z, and maybe X is, you know, your car, and Y is some component of your of your home, but really besides some uh, maybe cutesy, neat, uh, if this, then that kind of things, where can you uh, gain further data? And I think a lot of that are harder problems. Having raised the issue of security, um, where do you think security and the car um, what, do you, what do you think the really going on there? I mean, should we be worried that people are going to be able to hijack our cars while they're, while we're driving them, or you know, suck suck data out of them? What, what do you think the um, the risk is there? Security in vehicles, and just to look at it historically, what's happened is the manufacturers of vehicles have been uh, just intent, or it's it's not an issue they've had to deal with historically, so they're not positioned to deal with it. Uh, for many, many years up until recently, these vehicles were just these self-contained boxes. And so uh, the argument, which was semi-valid at the time, which was, you know, to modify these things, you had to have physical access to the vehicle. If you have physical access inside the vehicle, you know, all bets are off, which is, is more or less true. But then what's happened is that we've had uh, more and more intrusions of external things into a vehicle. You know, as someone at Dash that uses OBD devices, we have to be cognizant of security. Manufacturers have to be cognizant of security. And, you know, at this point, because it's not abstracted, you know, drivers and users of vehicles have to be cognizant of security as well. Going back to you and Jamin, um, you guys started this company. How many people at Dash now? It's about five to ten, so definitely always five full-time, and then we'll have you know, we have a part-time designer and a part-time web person. And that's awesome. So that's really all the questions I have. This has been awesome getting to know you a little bit. I think you guys yeah, are in here. an amazing space and really excited for, um, for what's next on Dash. All right. If you enjoyed the show and the interview as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show. Be the first to listen to future episodes or catch up on previous episodes with some fantastic founders and investors. I'm Jenny Fielding, and this is Techstars IoT. Tune in next week.